Mary Holm is here, our personal finance expert. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. I get the feeling there are lots of people listening today. Because when I mentioned what we we're going to be talking about, I got two texts just from personal acquaintances of mine saying, oh, gosh, what a great topic. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah I, you, you know, and looking back, I don't think I've ever talked about laddering mm. before on the show, which amazed me because it comes up in my Herald column quite often, yeah. actually. But um, we should tell people what we're talking about here, yeah, shouldn't we? Please. So th- let's start out talking about term deposits and we'll get to mortgages later. So if you had money you were investing in term deposits, you want to set it up. Let's say you've got $100,000, break it into four $25,000 bits, let's say. Sorry, could I just jump in? Could we just have a quick definition of term deposits for people who might not? Well, bank, the money that you put in a bank's bank account that where it's tied up for a certain period and you get interest and then you get your principal back at the end of the period, it might be a month or it might be five years that you tie It's like a savings out. account, but you can't. But you choose how long it's locked up for. That's and, right. and, and in return, you get a higher interest rate than you would in a savings yes. account. Yes, yeah. and you can't really get access to the money in the meantime. If you do, you tend to pay quite high fees uh-huh. to, to, to break a term deposit. So um, what you want to do is set them up. So let's say we've got this $100,000, just to keep the numbers easy, Divide it into say four twenty-five thousand dollar lots, and you invest one for one of those lots for one year, one for two, one for three, and one for four years, and then, as when the first one matures, it'll be the one year one. Yeah. You renew that for four years, yeah. and when the second one matures, you renew that one for four years, etc. From then on in, you keep renewing them for four years, mm-hmm. and what that does is means that you've got money maturing, some of the money maturing every year. Um, you know, the first lot, yeah. uh, yes, will come. So the first lot initially comes out after one year, but then it'll be renewed for four more years. Yeah. People get it wrong sometimes. They think you do one year, two year, three year, four year, and then you renew the one year one for one year <laughs> yeah. and the two year one for two years, but no. You just, that's just the setting it up yeah. in the beginning. After that, you want to keep renewing all of them for the longer period, the longest period you've mm-hmm. got. And look, it might be just over six months too. You might get some money that you think you're going to need in six months and you put some of it in for two months, some of it in for, for four months and some of it in for six months. Mm. And so it's the period, and it, you might break it into three lots or four lots or there's no rules about all of that. Because but, the alternative um, would be to just choose one of those That's terms. right. One year, yes. two year, three year, or four year. Choose the yes. one that you think is going to suit you best, and you think is going to be best return. Yes, at and, this time, and it, you know, it often doesn't work out. Like people might just have a look. Well, currently, I was just looking today on term deposits. You get more in, from most banks for one year than you do for six months, but you get less for three years. Mm. So it's a funny sort of yield curve that's bending Mm. at the moment. Um, But most often you get more interest for longer terms. I I had um, got a guy at interest.co.nz to to crunch the numbers through and I had a graph in my Herald column about it actually. Most of the time you'll get more for tying up the money for longer. And so that's one of the reasons for doing this. Um, And 
Uh, and by the way, when you've got this funny thing going on, like at the moment it's it's X for six months, more for one year, but less for three years, yeah. that means that the market thinks interest rates are going to go down. The people that are setting the rates think they're going to go down. And so while you might say, oh, getting, let's just pull numbers out of there, getting 5% for, for one year and only 4% for three years, I'm going to go for the 5% for one year. But it's telling you that the market thinks the rates are going to go down. And so it could very well be that if you go for the longer term mm. one, come a year or two from now, you're going to be really glad because yeah. rates have gone down lower than any of those rates. Yeah. Um, you can try and beat the system, but there are some pretty yes. smart people at the bank yes. looking at a whole <laughs> lot more than you're looking at, yeah. and the house always wins, really, doesn't the, it? Well, yeah, I think they, yes, they probably do. It, it's, um, I had somebody writing to me recently saying, oh, look, I can just tell when the interest rates are going to go up or when they're going to go down. I read the Reserve Bank statements and so on. Well, good luck with that. I mean, sometimes you might get it right, but as I said, you can get a rough idea from having a look at the how the rates are currently set up, but we don't know for sure. And, you know, things happen to the economy that, like mm. COVID or, or whatever, that um, suddenly change everything and the the, pla- the best laid plans are, are messed up. So, um, so the reasons, there are three reasons for doing this, really. One is that you usually will get higher return for a longer period. Um, so, you know, you're high- tying the money up for, let's say, three years rather than three lots of one year. And you'll usually, in most markets, get a higher return by doing that. And um, yet, at the same time, you're getting access to some of your money every year or mm-hmm. or if it was monthly, every month or whatever. And that can be really good because people, unexpected things happen to people and they suddenly find they need the money and they can get some of it out, mm. which is quite a big plus. And the other thing is it's it gives you protection from bad luck with your timing because basically you and I, it really is luck, good or bad luck, as we're putting our money in what's going to happen to interest rates in the future. And if you do this laddering, then you sort of it's an, it's another form of diversification actually you you're spreading out yeah. the, the interest rate risk and so um if if rates rise after you set this up you're going to be glad that some of your money is maturing soon and you can roll it over and get the get the higher rates and if, if um but but you'll be upset that the longer term money is going to be at what becomes a low rate so you get some good and some bad. Yeah. And if if rates fall, same thing. You'll be glad you've got some of your money tied up for a long period, um, but you won't be so happy about the stuff that's tied up for a short period. The if point it, is it averages out. Yeah. yeah. If anything it's, sums up the Mary Holm money philosophy. Is this. Yes, yes, it does, rather. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we can't really have superior knowledge and, and uh, on timing these things, on timing share markets or property markets or interest rates. And so it's best to kind of diversify so you spread the risk and, and settle for average, which is what this amounts to. It's a lot better than, you know, putting the whole lot in long term and then rates go up after that and you're stuck with the long term. It's, um, yeah. One of our listeners says, hey, Mary, I know for a fact you talked about laddering many years ago because at the time I was a student with no money. 
but when we began saving for our first home, I started doing this. My oh, husband was very impressed with my savvy, so thanks. Oh, oh that's nice. That's nice eh? So I did talk about it. That's interesting because when I was just looking back through my list of topics we've had, I couldn't find it, but I probably just came up somewhere. Yeah, mm. that's not, that's really nice to hear. So that's a, that brings me to another point. There's a lot of New Zealanders have got bank term deposits for all kinds of reasons. I mean, they're a pretty darn good place to put money if you need it within the next, if you're expecting to spend it within the next two or three years. And especially now, currently, you're getting decent interest on it. You know, a couple mm. of years ago, you're getting 2% if you were lucky. But, um, yeah, it's and, and, and there are also quite a lot of people who are just very conservative. They don't want to take any risk with their money. So even their longer-term money is in bank-term deposits. Not ideal. We'd rather they took a bit more risk, yeah. but still, if you're doing that, it's a really good idea to be laddering. Set, set the thing up and then just let it revolve, roll over, and sometimes it'll turn out to be good and sometimes it'll turn out to be not so good. And on average, you'll, you'll be better off than the people who had bad luck, if you see what I mean. Sort of yeah. a form of hedging, isn't it? Uh, yeah, in, in a way it is, yeah. So hedging, you reduce risk by... Doing the opposite to what you've done with your other, yeah. with main investment, it's um it's sort of like that, yeah. Okay. I certain, might be, I might be stretching there. Yeah, possibly. Um, I did mention in the promo that you might talk about mortgages as yes. well. Yes, yes. Now with mortgages, so you'd be doing the same thing. Basically, you might have a mortgage of say six hundred thousand. You might put two hundred thousand in for one year, two hundred for two years, and two hundred for three years. The it doesn't work quite as well in a way because mortgage rates tend to, it seems, to be higher over longer terms. In the same way as with term deposits, the rates tend to be higher over long terms more often than not, which is good with term deposits. With with mortgages, you're kind of looking at these higher rates, and currently I think they are higher um, in... Or, no, sorry, five years tend to be higher in recent years, but not at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, but that's fairly unusual. At the moment, five-year mortgage rates tend to be a bit lower, which is basically telling you once again that the market thinks rates are going to fall. But usually, I think you'll find that with mortgages, the longer terms, the rates are higher. And, of course, that's not good when you've got a mortgage. But nonetheless, it does sort of spread your risk out of of having it all stuck in um, what turns out to be a high rate. You know, if the market rates go down and you've got the whole lot in three or four or five years and the markets go down in the meantime and you're stuck with that higher rate, you're not going to be happy. No. So it's um, and it, it, it once again it gives you frequent access to the money. In that, it's not so much frequent access to it, but you've got if you've got fixed rates of say one, two, and three years, then if you get suddenly get redundancy money or an inheritance or a lump sum, people get don't really expect them out of the blue sometimes, and you want to pay that off your mortgage, which is a really good thing to do with that money, then you've got the opportunity to do it. You know, you're not allowed to do that during the term, 
typically, mm. or not more than a little bit. You can do a little bit, but not much. Yeah. Um, you Let's say you inherit 100,000, and these days people are because their parents mm-hmm. are dying and leaving them with a house split up between three siblings, let's say. People are getting big inheritances sometimes. Yeah. And um, If your mortgage is locked away for five years, yes, you can't really do you, the, what would be the best thing for you to do That's right. Or if you, you can always go to the bank and talk to them about it, but there'll tend to be a bit of a penalty if you're trying to to pay it off early. That's just one other final point, and that is whether you're doing term deposits or mortgages, I get so many letters from people saying, I went and talked to the bank and I showed them that other banks are giving a better deal than you right Mm. now, and the bank acquiesces and gives them a better deal. And so it's really a good idea not to just accept what the bank's offering, but instead go That might be a nice thing to do if you're locked in with one bank as well. Um, Yes, D- you definitely. know, you don't have as much bargaining power, but if you can at least show them a bit of paper and say, hey, look. Yeah, yes. And, and you know, interest.co, is, I haven't got any shares in them, but I've always mentioned them because they just got, got a good comprehensive um, list of all the mortgage rates, all the bank interest rates, etc. And so go armed with that. Don't just say, I think other banks are paying higher on term deposits. Say, look, BNZ's paying this and Kiwi Bank's paying that. Yeah. And how about it? Yeah. Great lesson. Thank you, Mary. Pleasure, Jesse. Mary Holm Pleasure. on laddering. If you came in late, uh, you can listen to it online. We podcast Mary's uh, fortnightly interviews on our website. Uh, head to the podcast page or go to maryholm.com.